You can listen to our new audiobook, I Trust When Dark My Road, A Lutheran View of Depression. It's voiced by the book's author, Pastor Todd Peppercorn, and includes an introduction voiced by Pastor Matt Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Just go to issuesetc.org, enter your email address, and we'll send you a link to the audiobook, I Trust When Dark My Road, A Lutheran View of Depression, issuesetc.org, and enter your email address. The new left has consistently been anti-humane since the 1960s, and I think they want so deeply to remake the human person in their image that they're willing to run over acres and acres of bodies to get there. You wouldn't tell someone in 1860s U.S. who's fighting for abolition, oh, don't be a culture warrior. No, you'd say that's great. It's good that we should be fighting against the abomination of slavery. But in the same way, you also wouldn't want them to ignore spiritual reality only for the sake of anything political. One of the things that is perhaps becoming more and more obvious in our contemporary context is an awful lot of people who have perhaps sat in church every Sunday of their lives do not always know what God considers pleasing. So our prayer for Israel is not only that the war that is currently ravaging that region would come to an end, but we pray that their war against the Messiah would be brought to an end so that they can be grafted back into the olive tree that they were broken off of because of their unbelief. Colorado trumpet players love issues, etc. started during the tumultuous times of political and social upheaval that we've been through in the last three years. We saw statues coming down. Some of it was just ad hoc, essentially the result of a riot. A statue gets pulled down. Sometimes it was deliberate. It was done by people who were intended to run things. In Washington, D.C., they're contemplating the removal of a statue of George Washington, I think the district's named after him, if I'm not mistaken. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Monday afternoon, the 16th of October. Tim Gagline joins us to talk about the woke war on history. And then we'll begin a conversation with Dr. Stephen Saunders, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Martin Luther on Mental Health, Practical Advice for Christians Today. Tim Gagline is Vice President of Government and External Relations at Focus on the Family in Washington, D.C. He formerly served as Deputy Director of White House Office of Liaison for President George W. Bush, and he's author of the book Toward a More Perfect Union, The Moral and Cultural Case for Teaching the Great American Story, and a recent column for The Federalist titled As Statues Topple, So Do Our Freedoms. Tim, welcome back. Todd, it's great to be with you. Always an honor. Why is the District of Columbia considering removing statues of Christopher Columbus and George Washington? Because, unfortunately, the District of Columbia and the people who rule our national city believe very strongly in erasure culture, Todd. They are into cancel culture. And I'm sorry to say that I believe that if we had a ballot initiative tomorrow just for the residents of the District of Columbia... I feel overwhelmingly that if the question were asked, would you remove the name of George Washington from our national city? I feel very confident that the overwhelming majority of voters 
in Washington, D.C. would vote to remove the name. We are far advanced down this road to erase and to topple our founding fathers, the founding era, and in fact, the current and important fact-based narrative of American history. What did Alan Dershowitz and Andrew Stein recently write about Washington? I love what they wrote because they said that there's a new understanding of our first president. They said that George Washington did benefit from slavery. They make this very clear. But they also make it clear that he emancipated his own slaves upon his death. And they make it very clear, in addition, Todd, that what George Washington accomplished for other people changed the very face of America for the better. I am so glad that Alan Dershowitz and Andrew Stein wrote that column because they confirm what George Washington's greatest biographer called him, the indispensable man. And it's a very easy equation. No George Washington, no United States of America. The important context of the Dershowitz-Stein piece is that if you want to understand Washington, you have to understand his entire life, not this single chapter of his life as a slave owner. He did far more, accomplished far more, so far beyond the question of slavery. You say that the situation is ironic. How is that? Well, I think the irony of all this is that it was these very individuals, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, who created what in time, Todd, became the freest country on earth, the United States of America. And these generations who are now being attacked as oppressors by the far left, Todd, they were actually deliverers. They delivered our country from the evil of slavery, even though Washington, Thomas Jefferson, other founding fathers did own slaves. They also, these same men, guaranteed freedom of speech and freedom of religion for all. And now, because of this new enlightenment, the new Wokistan, from those who believe they are the new narrative creators, they have become somehow, in my view, the ultimate erasures of fact-based American history. What else has been done in the name of wokeness? Well, one of the greatly concerning uh, issues is the erasure of Abraham Lincoln, the erasure of Winston Churchill, the erasure of Frederick Douglass, the erasure of Chief Seattle, the erasure of Father Sarah. And I think we've just come past Christopher Columbus Day. There have been an enormous number of efforts across our country to erase the man who discovered America. Most notably, there was a major case in Philadelphia. And this case, I think, did not give nearly the attention that it really deserved to get. Give us some historical perspective on the founders as men. Well, the historical perspective, I think, Todd, is the fact-based one, not the 1619 Project and those who would fundamentally change our national memory and narrative. And it is singular that this remarkable group of founders came together in a particular time in the 18th century, and they created a new nation. 
and the nation that they created was rooted in the Constitution. It is a singular achievement for all of mankind. It is a singular achievement of Western civilization. And unfortunately, the progressives who control all of our major uh, cultural institutions now are working overtime to fundamentally erase our national memory. And I think we are very far down this road, and the repercussions are enormous for the rising generation of young Americans. Jared Stepman has recently called this a war on history. What does that mean? I'm very glad that Jared Stepman wrote that terrific book because he writes about those who are calling for the destruction of statues and monuments who are celebrating the founders of our country. And Jarrett writes in this wonderful book that there is a spreading belief that the men who built this country were oppressive and their values irredeemable. He writes that the purveyors of this view argue that we must transcend the ugly ideas, principles, and even people of the past to perfect our society. I think he's exactly right. If we are going to negate and erase fact-based history and get rid of the importance of historical context, at that point, as we say, Katie bar the door, because at that point, you ultimately end up, Todd, with a frontal assault on the very meaning of the Constitution of the United States. And unfortunately, there are large numbers of progressives who are already there. Many have observed that this is, in many ways, a battle between the American Revolution and the French Revolution, two different views of history. What's the danger of that utopian view of history held by those who advanced the French Revolution? The danger of that utopian view is that you seek to topple overnight the church. You seek to topple overnight the state. You seek to remake, in a utopian Orwellian sense, something that didn't exist before. You know, as conservatives, we don't believe in revolution. We believe in reform. The great conservative, the great Anglo-American conservative, Edmund Burke, said that you reform in order to preserve. That's what Washington was about. That's what John Adams was about. That's what Thomas Jefferson and James Madison were about. And by the way, there was enormous diversity in the views of these great founders, but they ultimately believed in the United States Constitution. And that's why, ultimately, the American Revolution is a conservative revolution, unlike the French Revolution, which is the basis of the Bolshevik Revolution, Marxism, and all that would come thereafter. Why can we not permit this denigration of of the American founders to continue? We must fight to preserve the balance and understanding, Todd, of our nation's history and heritage. It's why I wrote toward a more perfect union. I believe very strongly that there is a moral and a cultural case for teaching the great American story. And it is, as I say, to provide this balance and understanding because we ultimately need to understand that America is about freedom. It's about freedom of assembly, freedom of conscience, freedom of our faith, freedom of speech. This is the exact opposite of the utopian view, and it certainly 
does not stand us in good stead with the new progressive Marxist view of the American story. How do we restore the right and accurate reputations of the founders? It's going to be a tall task, but I remain extremely hopeful in this case. And the reason I do, Todd, is because we are living in the midst of a parental and a grandparental rebellion. And I take great heart in that. We are watching the remaking of school boards. We are watching a national conversation on curriculum. We are witnessing a major debate now on who teaches our children. What are they teaching in the schools? And I think that this kind of national debate which is cultural and historic in its essence, is going to carry over into 2024. The issues that we're discussing today are very much on the radar scope of the American people. And as statues topple, as I say, so do potentially our freedoms. Todd, that to me is something that the American people understand. And if we're going to preserve our freedoms, our nation must stop going down this road of condemning rather than celebrating our nation's founding. Tim Gagline is Vice President of Governmental and External Relations at Focus on the Family in Washington, D.C., formerly served as Deputy Director of the White House Office of Public Liaison for President George W. Bush. He's author of the book, Toward a More Perfect Union, The Moral and Cultural Case for Teaching the Great American Story, and a recent column for The Federalist titled, As Statues Topples, So Do Our Freedoms, You'll find a link to this column and to Tim's book, Toward a More Perfect Union, on the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Tim, thanks. Thanks so much, Todd. We'll talk about Martin Luther's insight on mental illness, beginning a conversation with Dr. Stephen Saunders, author of The Issues, Etc., a book of the month for October. Martin Luther on mental health. He says that Luther was way ahead of his time on his insights in psychological counsel. about destruction Don't you know that you can count me out Martin Luther on Mental Health Practical Advice for Christians Today is the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October. It's written by Lutheran layman Dr. Stephen Saunders Professor of Psychology at Marquette University. Martin Luther on Mental Health is published by Concordia Publishing House Their phone number 1-800-325-3040 or learn more at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October, Martin Luther on Mental Health. You're personally invited to join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in celebrating the theme, Just As I Am, January 14th through the 20th during Life Week 2024. Each theme day will explore a distinct aspect of life ministry through local activities, online educational events, interviews, and more. Find out more at lutheransforlife.org. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. lutheransforlife.org. Lutheranism in the public square. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press's award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, 
Saving Western Civilization, One Student at a Time. The Biblical Worldview Conference is Saturday, November 4th in Chicago. This year's theme is, For Such a Time as This, Discernment, Boldness, and Compassion. Brian Wolfmiller, John Bombaro, and others will be speaking on gender-solid parenting, wokeism in schools, transgender pronouns, and sharing Christ in a woke culture. For more information, visit worldviewchicago.org. The Biblical Worldview Conference, November 4th in Chicago, worldviewchicago.org.